0: And I shoot my shot, and stuck a wild, where it's going, in. Cross niggas like Bubba Chuck, I never gave a fuck. Hook shot a hole like Kareem, but I never need a book. I hit that Janobi with my left hand on like, woo! Bitch, you one with me shooting in the gym? Wrong night, I perform like Mike. Anyone, Tyson, Jordan, Jackson, action. James Hard with the Ranger, me nigga way back. Michael Jordan, 1985, bitch, I travel with a cocaine circus. And you can live through anything if magic made it. What up, my fellow Knicks fans? This is your guy, Marcellus Ease, and don't panic quite yet. Now, I know everyone is 50-50 and don't know really how to feel about this new tips hire, but for the first time ever, I can say this, that we got a president and a coach operating in the same frequency. Now, Leon Rose, unlike past team presidents, doesn't have to waste a filler year keeping a coach from the previous regime, which is something that we haven't seen for a long time. Now, a key reason why everyone's so 50-50 and kind of iffy about this Tibbs hiring is that we don't know exactly what Tibbs has to work with right now. We're still building pieces on the team that can look more stable. Right now, we have RJ Barrett. He's still a rookie. There's a lot of holes in his game. He's still got to work on that. He's very young. And Kevin Knox is up and down. Frank Nilekina, defensively, he tends to be a one-way player. So everyone right now is trying to figure out what Tibbs is going to mold this team's identity around especially offensively. When you look at one of our main offensive guys is Julius Randle, which long-term, he might not be on the squad. And defensively, he's not a Thibodeau type of player. So off rip, a lot of the fan base is trying to figure out how does Tips fit in all this? And what direction are we taking? Are we sticking with the rebuild? Are we going after free agents, especially for that 2021 summer class? Now, Tibbs was able to get a five-year deal, AKA in New York, that's a three-year deal with two years paid vacation. Now, I keep asking myself, is the five-year deal the new norm for head coaches around the league, especially guys that coach in major markets? But then again, when I start looking around the league, it's hard to tell, because coaches, especially that just recently got signed, very few guys got five-year deals. Look at Scott Brooks in Washington, he got a five-year deal. Monty Williams in Phoenix got a five-year deal. Billy Donovan out in OKC got a five-year deal. Then again, you start looking at coaches at major markets like Mike D'Antoni in Houston. He only got a three-year deal. Now, because of the fact that the Knicks gave Derek Fisher a five-year contract, which basically set the precedent of what kind of deals coaches can get for being in New York, pretty much off-rip, it seemed like Tibbs was going to be the guy. I don't see the Knicks giving any other coaches right now a five-year deal, especially when they can get a guy with a good reputation and especially a good resume around the league for that type of price. Now I know there was a lot of rumblings around the city for people that wanted Mark Jackson to throw his name in the hat, but unfortunately right now around the league, Mark Jackson, like I said before, in the past, it's kind of shadow banned around the league, especially right now with the type of negative media coverage James Dolan gets. Mark Jackson is a little bit too hot to join the Knicks right now because for the comments he made in 2014, his religious views on the LGBT community, because of the hatred the media has on James Dolan, they'll come down on Mark Jackson with the quickness. So Mark Jackson is definitely going to coach again around the league, but right now, just the temperature is just way too hot for him to get selected on any team around the league. Now, even though Mike Woodson and Mike Miller were candidates, for the full-time job, but didn't get the position. They still are candidates to be assistant coaches under Tibbs. So we'll see how the Knicks end up shaping out these assistant coaches and what kind of identity they want to build around this team. Speaking of identity, we all know Tibbs is known for his defense, but Tibbs also has certain characteristics as a coach that will be very interesting to see how it affects some of the younger guys on the team. Now, Tibbs has a history of giving his starters heavy minutes. And especially guys who don't make the starting five, their minutes are going to get cut down from game to game. It's not going to be very consistent. So it'll be very interesting to see how Kevin Knox ends up dealing with this. Because if he doesn't make the starting lineup, his minutes are going to be very up and down. Especially, he likes to be very inconsistent at times. That's not going to fare well with Tibbs. And players like Frank Nelokina, who love to play defense, will Tibbs end up playing him more? And guys like Dennis Smith Jr., If he doesn't improve on his defense or his jump shot, will he become eventually a non-factor in just the overall lineup on the team? And a player who had a characteristic sort of like Dennis Smith Jr. was Alonzo Trier. And it made sense why they got rid of him now that they chose Tibbs to be the coach. A guy like Trier who just shoots, doesn't really play team-oriented basketball, who's pretty much just an ISO guy, is not gonna fit in with Tibbs well. Now, a negative knock on Tibbs is that his relationship one-on-one with the players is not really that strong. There was a lot of guys in Minnesota where he cut their minutes and it didn't fare too well with the players and there was no explanation. So especially guys who don't make the starting lineup on this team, like Dennis Smith Jr., Kevin Knox, maybe Frank Nellikini at times, hopefully there's gonna be a relationship barrier where things get explained of why guys' minutes are getting cut because Tips has a major reputation of just doing things without even talking to guys. With this generation of players today, they have the expectation of a coach having a more one-on-one heads-up relationship with them. So it's not implied, it's actually expected. So hopefully this is something that Tibbs can adjust to. Because once again, when he was in Minnesota, Jamal Crawford actually took less money not to play for the T-Wolves again because Tibbs kind of cut his minutes without even explaining it. And he had the same issue with his center, Dang. So it was a repeat offense on Tibbs and players kind of had a falling out with him, especially Carl Anthony Towns. But let's not get it fucked up. Tibbs is a really good coach. He's actually coached up the Bulls when Derrick Rose was hurt. Remember he had Nate Robinson looking like Allen Iverson in the playoffs against the Nets. When they had that Boston Celtics look-alike team, Nate dropping 30 and eliminating Brooklyn. And you look at guys like Joakim Noah, Jimmy Butler, and even Taj Gibson. He had Taj Gibson looking like a double-double machine for years. So Tibbs definitely be working out guys, trying to try get the best out of them. Even Derrick Rose after he left the Knicks. He went to Minnesota. And he was looking like the old derrick rose so tibbs definitely has a way of motivating guys to get the best out of them now with all the moves the franchise has made especially after the hiring of tibbs we're starting to see which direction the franchise is going in we got leon rose who's a major figure in the industry we got worldwide west who has relationships with star players throughout the league even going back to their college years and you can add that on with tom thibodeau these are a lot of high profile guys nothing sounds like rebuilding with any of these guys. So you look ahead to the 2021 summer free agent class. You got Kawhi Leonard, Blake Griffin, Paul George, Gordon haywood Mike Connolly, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, Otto Porter Jr., Drew Holiday, which that'll be a nice fit for us if we can't get a point guard in the draft. Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond, Stephen Adams, Giannis, LaMarcus Aldridge, Victor Oladipo. I mean, Dennis Schroeder, the list goes on and on and on. You can't get all these high profile guys not to swing the bat in 2021. I mean, it looks like, you know, we're shaping up to swing for the fences here. And also we don't even have a history of developing players and just building up a team from scratch, which takes years. We're not a franchise that has those type of San Antonio characteristics. We're big market franchise. We like the splash. We like the glitz and the glamour. Also keep in mind, there's going to be players available that's not even on this list. Due to the fact that the salary cap is going down, you don't know what other teams are in financial woes and then may be willing to let go of other star players via trade. So the Knicks definitely over the summer hired a salary cap guru in Brock Aller for this exact situation. And one more thing to add in, I didn't even mention teams that are on the clock to win now. You got teams like Philadelphia in which their owners have a lot of money committed over the years and they're definitely gonna go over the luxury tax. And if these guys are not showing potential to win, they're probably going to break that up. So those are potential guys that could get traded and we could have an opportunity to get guys like Embiid or maybe even Ben Simmons. And finally, last but not least, my fellow Nick fans, protect your energy because guys around the league definitely notice the fan base and the power of it. The reason why I'm stating this is because guys like LeBron James is bringing up shit from 10 years ago on how James Dolan basically blew the opportunity for him to come to the Knicks and they're acting like the Knicks was his first choice, which none of this is true. Now, for some reason last month, there was a whole campaign to change the public's perception of LeBron James having that decision video in which he made the decision to go to Miami. Now in LeBron James' whole career, that was the only PR stunt that went wrong, that actually hurt his image. Other than that, this guy has a clean image. Well, he's trying to change the perception around it and what other way to actually try to gain a fan base back in which he lost in which was the New York market now Bill Simmons has gone around talking about how LeBron James was going to go to the Knicks first and then James Dolan was handing out his CD as if he's one of these dudes on Canal Street handing out a mixtape that shit sounds ridiculous and they made it seem like the Knicks completely mucked the interview now Bill Simmons forgot to mention something that he mentioned in 2010 was how impressive it was for the Knicks to get the whole Sopranos cast to reenact a scene dedicated for LeBron James to come to the Knicks because at the time that was his favorite show. He did not mention this at all. He just mentioned that Dolan tried to hand out some CDs. And once again, The power of the New York market is very large. And LeBron James knows that. And right now he's in his celebrity mode where he wants to be very famous. And they're trying to make it seem like, Knicks fans, I wanted to come here, but love me anyway. And that's just not going to work. Especially throughout the 2014-15 season when Phil Jackson was there, LeBron James on the low was cock blocking a lot of players from coming to the Knicks. And if you guys don't believe me, look how many players from Clutch Sports actually goes to the Knicks. There's an ongoing beef with the franchise, low key. It has a business reason to it. But off rip, that big three in Miami was already planned years ahead. These guys all took short deals on their rookie extension. Carmelo even got on ESPN talking to Stephen A. Smith, saying that they met up years ahead and they were all supposed to take shorter deals to form a big three. And at the time in 2010, most of the teams outside of Miami was thinking to sign two max players, Miami was a team that was thinking, of course, with Pat Riley being a genius, was thinking to sign the big three and use their advantage of not having state income tax to lure three guys into playing for their franchise. So, my fellow Knicks fans, understand your value. The fan base is genuinely interested in basketball and is loyal to the team. They're not a bandwagon fan base like the Laker fan base. So LeBron James understands that and is trying to galvanize the energy of the fan base. And you know what's crazy about that propaganda campaign that they had about the decision? They also stated the fact that to do the decision video was the idea of a fan from Bill Simmons' fan mail email account. Can you believe that shit? And they're trying to have us believe that a fan was responsible for LeBron James' potential billion dollar brand, which is hard to believe. They're trying to make it look like They are not responsible for that PR mess. It is what it is. Once again, Knicks fans, understand your worth. Understand the fan base. It's like no other fan base. They're genuinely interested in the team, and they're not a bandwagon fan base like the Lakers. It is what it is. Protect your energy. Until next time, you guys stay safe in these Rona streets. Peace.